Mornings from 10 to noon on 1061 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Bergeron Automotive in Metairie. By Lifegate Church in Mandeville and Metairie. By Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. By Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area. And by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports. All sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access, the Friday Night Edition here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. We're on the web at Nash FM. 1061.com. Tune in app anywhere in the world for you to listen in. Of course, you can check us out via our podcast, CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on more and click on podcast, available through the Saints Hall of Fame website as well. As always, you can email us at Ken at CrescentCitySports.com as well. Well, when you look at the landscape right now, dominating the news cycle this week, and of course, we've been talking about it each and every day, has been the situation surrounding the New Orleans Saints and the surprising announcement, at least to some, that Sean Payton was stepping away from the job. You know, you don't want to say stepping down. You don't want to say quitting. You don't want to say anything but stepping away. It's kind of hard to separate him from the New Orleans Saints based upon not only how long he's been here, but what he's meant to the community and what he's meant to this football franchise. A gentleman that certainly understands that as well as anybody because he was a guy that was an An afterthought, not drafted, nobody gave him a chance, too small, not fast enough, and everything else. And all he did was be part of a football team that won a Super Bowl, of other football teams that were outstanding and put up tremendous numbers, great hands, tremendous route runner, and earned himself a spot in the Saints Hall of Fame in the process and doing a really good job as a television analyst now for WDSU. And he is, of course, Saints Hall of Famer. Lance Moore. Lance, listen, I appreciate the time, and I know all the fans do as well, and, and everybody that's affiliated with the Saints and Saints Hall of Fame. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Obviously, times are changing, and uh, you know things might look and sound a little bit different, but I think we're, we're built to be successful here in the, in the immediate future, and uh, obviously, whoever they bring in to be the next coach to run the organization is going to have his hands full um, and, and expectations I believe are going to be just as high I don't think anything changes now that Sean is gone nothing lasts forever and of course you found that out as a player you would love to have continued playing for 10 more years but uh, you know the Lord had a different plan the body tells you something else and and there's a time and a place where things change and obviously you can't coach forever either uh, when I look at this situation people are speculating all over the place and no, I don't think he's burned out at all. Uh, yes, I think he still has game. Yes, I think he's still an incredibly competitive guy. Yes, I do think he will coach again. But I do think that there, 
there are considerations with his his wife and there are considerations just with the time and and maybe just to find out how the other half lives because you know as well as anybody he picked up everything from bill parcells and, and i think he's kind of following that playbook yeah for sure look man 16 years is a long time in general but then you add to that the stresses of running a professional football organization. I mean, there's so much more that goes into being the head coach and specifically one that's had the amount of success that Sean has had over the years. Um, the responsibility that, that he has had for all those years, the expectations, um, it really doesn't ever stop either. I mean, as soon as the season is over, they're on to the next thing. They're on to the combine. They're on to pro days and, and getting ready for free agency and the draft at the same time, as well as putting together their off-season calendar. Winter guys getting in for OTAs. And as the head coach, you always have the worry of your phone ringing at any time with something happening with one of your players. I can imagine for him, I, I kind of disagree with you a little bit. I, I really do think that he was tired. I, I think he, he got to the point where he was just really exhausted after the last couple of seasons, all the things that, that, that he and the team had to endure and go through, um, it can take a toll. And, and I've been saying this all week that you really cannot put a price on anybody's mental health. And obviously, he took the time to really look deep down inside to figure out if this is really wanted, what he wanted to do. And I'm happy for him. I mean, I, I really am, am happy that he's had the clarity enough to be able to say, you know what, this is what I want and what I need at, in this moment. And he's not closing the door on coaching forever. Um, I, I just do think that he needs a little bit of a refresh and a reboot. And maybe we don't see him as a coach. Maybe he's he's TV gold and he, and he finds that that's even better or more of a calling for him. Um, but regardless, I, I know he'll be successful in whatever he chooses to do. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit different there in New Orleans. When you came here and the opportunity was presented to you and, and then of course you progressed and became just an outstanding player. What struck you most about him as, as a head coach, as a schemer and as somebody that you relied on and trusted? Well, first and foremost, as a head coach, the thing that struck me was, was I think it was like the first team meeting that I was ever a part of. And he said, him and all the other coaches, they kind of echoed the same thing. We don't care how you, how you got here. We don't care if you're a first-round pick. We don't care if you're a last of the, of the bunch tryout guy. You're here for a reason. We believe that you have the ability to be here and to play here. And it's just a matter of you taking care of your business when, if and when that time comes. And that, for me, was as a young, undrafted player, Hazlitt holdover, that's all I needed. I mean, that was, that was motivation enough for me, like, hey – these guys are really potentially going to give me a shot. And now I have to go make them right. And that's kind of how I, I went into every season and not just every season, but every single practice when I was out there, I was like, okay, I've got to go make those plays again. I got to make them right. Um, and, it, and it wasn't just me. I mean, there's a lot of, of unheralded undrafted guys, late round guys that came in and made a name for themselves because a coach like Sean Payton was willing to give us an opportunity. Well, I think there's so many examples of that. I don't know that any other coach or organization opened the doors and gave undrafted free agents or late-round picks not only an equal shot but a very good shot to make the team, and ultimately they did. Pierre Thomas obviously yeah, went no, in the Hall I mean, of Fame with I think, you. I think, I think he's going to be known as as one of 
you know, I think it's it's more common these days, right? I mean, it, there's there's access that coaches have to guys now to be able to find kind of the diamond in the rough or the hidden gem. Um, but he is definitely going to be known for being able to identify late round talent, undrafted talent, and put them into his scheme to be able to be successful. Do you think it was hard? I mean, obviously, I agree with much of what you said about it being difficult, and maybe that weighed on him too. I just think he still got game and still wants to coach. But do you think that you know the concept of not having so many of you guys around that that made things so great around here finally uh, took its toll? I mean, I guess Breeze was the last of the Mohicans, so to speak, to walk away uh, from the game. So many of you guys that meant so much to the program and so much to the team. Was, do you think that was part of it as well? Oh, yeah, I definitely think it's part of it. I mean, once you kind of – lose the last piece of basically the foundation you know like drew drew was a foundational piece i mean a monumental foundational piece at that but once those guys are pretty much all gone it's not that he was trying to rebuild the entire thing i mean there was guys like cam jordan um mark ingram that have been around for a long time that were around on a lot of those really good teams back in the day um but it does it does change and i do think it wears on him a little bit knowing that basically none of those guys from that super bowl team were left over anymore looking ahead the speculation obviously surrounds dennis allen Uh, obviously uh, there is a definitive move afoot to see more African-Americans become head coaches in the NFL. And clearly they deserve the opportunities and they're clearly are very good candidates. And I know there's some that you probably like also. And yet at the same time, Dennis Allen's here and he's a guy, you know, and you have been on a team with and seen him work at two different intervals here in new Orleans. Uh, Talk about the first part first with regard to African-American head coaches getting an opportunity, which hasn't been the case most recently and about Dennis Allen on the back end of that. Yeah, first and foremost, I mean, look, I mean, there's one African-American head coach in the NFL right now, and that's Mike Tom, who's been the Pittsburgh Steelers coach, I think, now for 14 years or so. Um, it's, it's about opportunity. You know, it's, it's not to say that there's not capable candidates. I think there's plenty of capable candidates. It's just uh, uh, the owners being able to, to really pull the trigger on, on a lot of these guys to give them an opportunity. How can you find the next Mike Tomlin if you don't even try to find the next Tomlin. I mean, obviously Mike Tomlin is one of a kind. I played for him myself. Awesome coach, awesome motivator, great man. Um, But in order to find the best candidate, you've got to be open to finding the best candidate regardless of whether he's white, black, or other. Um, And Dennis Allen, I mean, DA has come a long way. I mean, it's funny. Sometimes it's hard for me to look past DA when he first got to New Orleans. I don't know if it was 06 or 07, but it was early in the years. And he was just, he was the assistant defensive line coach. So obviously fast forward, you know, 16 years later, this guy is a hot commodity. He's got been running one of the best defenses in the National Football League. And what makes him to me even more valuable is that he's got head coaching experience. And he did it as recently as this season when, when we played at Tampa Bay. So it's not like he's a first-time head coach. It's not like he hasn't been there and done that. And he's got a roster that's really built to win now. And I really, truly feel like we are only a quarterback away from potentially being one of the best in the National Football League again. As far as Dennis Allen is concerned, clearly he has the respect of the players, and they're speaking out on that behalf. 
Clearly, he has the respect of the owner and the administration. So uh, certainly there's that. And I think the oldest axiom in any entity, in particular sports, is fracturing the English. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. The Saints are not a, not a broken entity at this point, are they? No, 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 no. And, it, and I mean, it goes all the way back to 06 with, with Sean and Mickey trying to figure out the direction. Obviously, the, the direction was to win a Super Bowl. But, but there was bigger fish to fry, obviously, in that time as far as coming back to New Orleans after Katrina, figuring out the culture that they wanted to build there, um, and then, you know, to build a roster that was built to win and, and able to bring a Super Bowl home, finally, to, to New Orleans. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I, I commend those guys, and I'm sure, I'm sure Mickey um, was probably the most disappointed. Uh, I'm not going to say upset. I, I'm sure he's, he's human, too, and he understands um, you know, sometimes, sometimes guys just need a break, and I and I really feel like that's what this is for Sean. I agree with you. I do not think that his coaching days are over, uh, but something new with probably a, a lot less responsibility is is probably exactly what the doctor ordered for him. How did Coach Payton treat you as a quote unquote member of the media? <laughs> Sean was always awesome with me. I mean, it it, it, it never really changed how uh, we corresponded. Um, and I think he, he knew me well enough to know that I, I wasn't ever going to be trying to talk to him to get a sound bite. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm loyal to my people and I'm, I'm not interested in throwing anybody under the bus to try to be the guy that, that breaks a story. Um, that's, that's not what they hired me to do. They hired me to, to talk football, um, and to, and to analyze football. So, um, he was always good to me and, and, you know, I, I, he's, you know, he's TV gold. I, I think he's going to be great on TV if that's what he ends up doing. Um, I know he's, uh, spoke about the excitement of it and, and maybe that's exactly what he needs. Something that really just gets him excited again. Moving forward, you know how hard it is to win a Super Bowl. I still believe the 2011 team was the most talented team and it didn't happen. And you guys were good in 2010 you know, came back. They came back in 2013, and we're pretty good. And we all know about 2009, 2006 was a special season. And some people will say, "Well, it wasn't a success. They only won one." How hard is it to win a Super Bowl? Oh man, it's so hard. I mean, it, I, I feel like the Super Bowl is the hardest championship to win in all of sports. I mean, it, it's it is. I mean, and I agree with you. That that 2011 team was to me a lot more talented team. Than, than the Super Bowl team. And I know people don't really want to hear that, and it doesn't sound great because we didn't win the Super Bowl that year, but I, I would imagine that to a man, the guys that were on both of those rosters would agree with me that, that we definitely were probably two years early and we should have won the Super Bowl in 2011. So, um, you know, hopefully uh, what, what they've continued to build over the last several years, uh, along, couple that with, with, you know, being able to get – a championship caliber quarterback um you know I, I think that we're cooking with gas here and i think this is this is going to be one going to end up being one of the better jobs in all the national football league nobody knows who the next quarterback will be if, if Jameis winston gets another opportunity he would probably be the only one currently on the roster that might be considered but that position uh, you guys never had to worry about that because you had one guy for all those years, uh, aside from the fact that he was special, and that's so important to have that guy, isn't it? No, it is. I, I, I really do think that you've got to have a special quarterback to, to win a Super Bowl. Now, obviously, there's been 
a few exceptions to the rule, um, but but guys still that were pros that handled their business and did played their role the best that they possibly could, and and that role was enough for all those teams to win Super Bowls. So yeah, I I, I think you need a special guy. I think Jameis could be that special guy. I mean, he, he really was starting to play really really well when he got hurt, and I was one of those people that was just super upset that he went down and you know you, you hate to see it obviously you don't want anybody to get hurt ever but to see a guy that's really starting to get it and play well and, and show that he deserved to be the guy from from day one go down in that manner was was so disappointing and i and i and i understand that he was probably just as upset if not more upset than, than all of us as fans because he worked so hard he waited an entire year to have an opportunity again and then for it all to be lost right there on that one play against the Bucks, uh, Man, it's unfortunate. But he's super young, still going to be able to have an opportunity. If it's not with us, then with somebody else. And, and obviously, I, I wish him the best of luck. A couple more minutes with Lance Moore. You watch this New Orleans Saints wide receiver group and don't want to be too harsh, but it's below average. And it, it simply wasn't good enough what do you see when you watch? Where do they need to upgrade in terms of, of what they need more than anything else? Is it route running? Is it speed? Is it chemistry? Is it toughness? I mean, where do you see that's lacking in that regard with this wide receiving core at this point? Well, the, the first thing that's lacking is, is a healthy Michael Thomas. I mean, that, that in and of itself, him not being out there the entire season basically moves all the other guys up a spot. So if it was Callaway one week or Deontay another week or even even uh, Traquan, you know, that, like all those guys had to basically do more than they would have been asked to do had Mike been healthy the entire season. So I think getting him back healthy, 100% healthy, is going to be a huge deal for us next season. And the other guys will be made better by his presence. Now, I don't know what we're going to do in the draft or free agency, but let's start with Michael Thomas being healthy and being getting back to being one of the best in the National Football League, and then we're cooking with gas. What do you see as their biggest need? Is it wide receiver? Is it tight end? Is it an offensive lineman? What do you think their biggest need is? Quarterback is obviously another consideration. Quarterback. I mean, it's, it's you have to start there. I mean, if you if you don't have a QB, then good luck. Um, and and I think that, like I said, with with a healthy skill position at offense, couple that with a top tier quarterback, the sky's the limit for this team and this offense. And then finally, with regard to Sean Payton, just a just a final word on you know from your perspective, what he meant to you personally, and, and what he meant to. You know this entire community. Well, yeah, I mean, Sean, Sean, like I said earlier, Sean was the perfect guy for this job. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know that that there would have been a lot of other people that could have been as successful in the situation that basically he was thrust into. Um, but uh, I just, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's, I can't really say any more nice things um, than I already have for him. But, but he, what he meant to me, I mean, he was, he was the first coach that really seriously gave me an opportunity, a true opportunity, not, not just somebody to bring me in and see what I have. I wasn't planning um, on, on being a, a, a Hazlitt guy, a one-and-done New Orleans Saints guy. When Sean got hired, 
I was thinking, man, I've got to, I've got to do everything I can to make sure that this coach not only gives me an opportunity, but, but likes the player that I am, likes how I work. Um, and then you add to that him coming in and saying, I don't care how you got here. You're here for a reason. We believe that you can play. It's up to you, you know, what you do when, when your number is called out there. That's all a young player really needs to hear. And, and thankfully, I was able to uh, get that opportunity and make the most of it. He's Saints Hall of Famer Lance Moore, who will never be forgotten, will always be memorialized in the Saints Hall of Fame. Lance, thank you. Appreciate the time. And listen, I look forward to seeing your television work next year and hope we see you in town soon. Great stuff. Thanks for having me. You got it. Lance Moore, one of the truly best that the Saints have had and a guy that appreciates Sean Payton as much as anybody. We'll take a time out here back with more on Coach Payton with more special comments and guests as we continue on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. Ladies, lose weight, improve your health, and eat great with Nutrisystem. Get our new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant, portioned with half the calories. Beef and bean burritos, toasted ravioli, sesame beef, and broccoli. Easy to prepare and made in minutes. The secret? Advanced nutritional Science that helps keep your blood sugar levels steady and you losing weight. With Nutrisystem, you get your breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and snacks all delivered right to your door. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash goals right now and get 50% off. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash goals right now and get 50% off all plans. Don't wait. This special offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash goals right now and get 50% off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash goals. It's a brand new year, and there has never been a better time to buy the Harley-Davidson of your dreams. Zydeco Harley in Houma, Louisiana has over 100 Harleys available and is part of the largest Harley-Davidson dealer group in Louisiana with three stores and growing, 100% Louisiana-owned and operated. Zydeco Harley is now offering Warranty Forever. That's right, Warranty Forever is a powertrain warranty that covers all the internally lubricated parts for as long as you own the motorcycle and available on any new or used Harley-Davidson 2017 model or newer. And, of course, you have to do all the manufacturer's requirements maintenance and services at the right intervals to keep the coverage in force. Zydeco state-of-the-art service center is available to take care of all those maintenance needs, as well as style and performance upgrades. This month at Zydeco Harley, receive 15% off any stage one through four performance upgrade. Our motor clothes department has added over 100,000 of the newest riding gear, helmets, gloves, boots, and Oakley eyewear to our showroom. Follow us on Facebook and online at ZydecoHD.com. Take the ride down the bayou. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Houma, Louisiana. I need postcards printed and designed. Oh, and a targeted direct mail campaign. It's possible at Staples. I need my presentation printed, bound, and perfect. Also possible. Your local Staples store can help your business navigate the future of work with custom printed sales and marketing materials. Now get 25% off custom printed labels, postcards, flyers, brochures, and more when you spend $60 or more. Explore what's new at Staples, the working and learning store. Ends 129 in-store only. See staples.com slash print for details. Well, I started my own restaurant because I love to cook. But that also means a lot of greasy pots and pans. 
and we can't waste time with endless sink changeovers. So we upgraded to Dawn Professional Pot and Pan. Dawn Professional cleans 58% more pots and pans per sink than the leading competitor. Less dish soap, fewer changeovers, and more time doing what we love. Dawn Professional. It's clean. Upgraded. From P&G Professional. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill. 739 Conti in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Tackle your worst cold and flu symptoms with Max Strength NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Use as directed. Find it in the cold and flu aisle at a Walmart near you. This report is sponsored by Wendy's Breakfast, now with a free drink with any breakfast sandwich purchase. Get a better breakfast at Wendy's, buy any breakfast sandwich, and get any size drink in a Wendy's cup free. Hot coffee, Diet Coke, or vanilla Frostuccino? Yes, free. Get your free drink when you buy a Wendy's breakfast sandwich today. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. I'm Ken Trahan. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The New Orleans Pelicans are back in action this evening, hosting Denver at Smoothie King Center. UNO's men remained unbeaten in Southland Conference play. They beat Houston Baptist 77-66. Derek St. Hilaire terrific with 34 points. The UNO women lost at Houston Baptist 58-49. Nichols Colonels beat McNeese 81-71. The McNeese women over Nichols 73-65. The Loyola men hammered Middle Georgia State 129-76. The Loyola women whipped Middle Georgia State 93-66. The Xavier men whipped Texas College 79-54. The Xavier women edged Texas College 86-83 in overtime. In the NFL, the Chicago Bears hiring Indian Annapolis defensive coordinator Matt Iberflus as head coach. The Denver Broncos hiring Green Bay offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett as head coach. And Ben Roethlisberger made it official, retiring after 18 years with the Steelers and two Super Bowl titles. And the new USFL New Orleans Breakers have hired veteran coach Larry Fedora as its new head coach. The league will play all of its 2022 regular season games in Birmingham, Alabama. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed weekend and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Welcome back to the show. Ken Trahan joined now by a, one of our favorites, a guy that was a great player in high school at Opelousas, of course, at LSU as well, and then with the New Orleans Saints where he was part of a special time in Saints history. I call it the golden era of New Orleans Saints history, which... I'm not trying to be sad about this, but I think it just came to an end. When you talk about the golden era, it's all about Sean Payton arriving in 2006. It's all about Drew Brees arriving and the supporting cast that was in place already in some cases and the others that came along. Well, the gentleman that's here now was already in place, but when Coach Payton arrived and when Drew Brees arrived, he found his place in this offense and became an extremely productive, outstanding player. Talking about Devery Henderson. Devery, did I get that right? You got it right, man. <laughs> How you doing, my friend? <laughs> How you doing, Devery? Uh, I'm great. I'm great, man. I, I, I couldn't be better. Um, just enjoying this retirement and, you know, enjoying my kids and seeing them grow. And uh, my my daughters be, will be graduating this year from, from Destrand. So, you know, time's flying by, man. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Uh, you can still run a 4-3, right? 
I hope so, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Well, Devery. Yeah, I hear you. Well, listen, everybody's reflecting on what happened this past week. Look, I mentioned it. You were already here. They drafted you, and I'm not trying to diss the previous regime, but you had a hard time finding your way into their plans and getting on the field. Sean Payton arrives, and all of that changed. Talk about that and talk about you know why you became such a prominent player, what he saw in you, and, and what he meant to you. Well, I knew... Um... Uh, where where I was uh, at the time, I I hadn't showed anything yet, um, inconsistencies up until that point. And uh, he he came in uh, with the new staff and everything. And for me, it was a fresh start. Um, you know, a new uh, a new opportunity to to give a first impression all over again. And um, I think that's what I took advantage of when when they came in, and, and I gave a good first impression. And I think that stuck with Sean because um, it, it, it took a lot of growth. Um, it took a lot of uh, hard work, you know, for me to get to the point where I was, you know, being able to get out there and consistently play at a high level. You know, I had my struggles early. It's uh, no no secret. Um, but I, I worked through it, and um, I, I think he saw that. And um, he, he was more interested in the growth and – and, and seeing me, uh, you know, do better. He, I think he saw something in me and uh, stuck with it and stuck with his gut and, and, uh, and saw it through. And um, I think it worked out that way for the both, for the both of us. Uh, that along with um, trusting that, you know, he would align me with CJ and, uh, you know, he would get get, get more out of me and uh, work with me and develop it. And I, people don't realize my, my wide receiver background was short up until that point. <laughs> mm-hmm. I only had two years in college, uh, to play the position and I was drafted in the, in the second round from that. And, you know, that, that I, I was a running back my whole life up until that point. So, you know, it, it took a lot of growth and, and, and a lot of uh, development at that, at that receiver to become, you know, the complete receiver that I strive to be and, um, you know, try to at least, you know, try to at least be a complete receiver, do the little things well you know, take advantage of the opportunities. I was always good at the big play, and, you know. Yep. So there was the other things that to go along with that to make, you know, to make it all come apart. Well, CJ, of course, is Curtis Johnson, who's back, of course, in the second stint with the Saints and a great friend and a guy that's that understands completely about the position in the NFL and his identified talent and helped develop it with Coach Payton. And immense respect to him, too, and, and then having Drew Brees to to get you the football, uh, that was important too. And obviously, he was a special player, wasn't he? Yeah, they were, man. They they they, they all you know collectively, and I and I think that's that's a credit to Sean and the, the culture he created. But they all did a good job of not letting let me for the, for the most part. I'm speaking for myself personally, but um, not let me get down on myself and, and let me know that they had confidence in me. But you know, I had to put in the work. I had to have a positive attitude. To, to fight through some of those struggles. And you did. And, of course, you led the NFL in average receiving yards twice, so you were clearly one of those guys that took the top off of defense. But one of the things I always observed and talked to Coach Payton about as well is the fact that you really took pride in your blocking. You were a very good blocker in the run game, and you were a good blocker when other receivers caught the ball. I know that's something you took pride in as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, honestly, man, I was just out there playing football, man, doing what I needed to do for the team. I, um, you know, I, uh, 
I think blocking is just an attitude. It's just something that you 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 have to want to do. And I was willing to do it, and you know, um, and and that's all it was. I I, I didn't. I don't, I don't think I was the greatest blocker ever or anything like that, but I just took, I, I really just took pride in doing my part in, within that offense and, and if blocking was, was that, you know, then, then I was just trying to do my part the best of, to the best of my ability. We talked to your running mate, Lance Moore, in the previous segment and, and asked him about the, you know, the best traits about Sean Payton. He went, he went on and on about that. What did you think? Uh, what do you think were the best traits? Uh, maybe one or two that Sean Payton possessed as a head coach that he communicated to players and got you to produce. I think his best trait, some of his best traits. You know what I noticed that, that I could speak on. You know, you kind of caught me off guard with that one, but it's <laughs> okay. I think, man, just just he's a real he's a real person, man. Real approachable. Um, he's going to tell you what it is straight up, and you know that's it. And I think that and the the culture he created within that organization, within that team, you know, it speaks for itself. But you know, I think you know that that's one of the greatest things that, that I can speak on, man. I, I I'm gonna be honest, and like you said, not to diss the previous organization, but when 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 he took when he took the the driver's seat is the head coach, man. It seemed like I played for a totally different organization from that point on. Of course, Dennis Allen was here as a position coach when you were here initially. Now he's a defensive coordinator, and now, of course, he's considered by many to be the favorite to become the new head coach. What did you perceive of Dennis Allen when you were with the Saints? Oh, great guy, man. Knows what he's doing. Uh, challenges guys. He got that fire like we all did. And I, I think that's another thing, man. We We... You know, we, we we were all blessed to be aligned with each other, man. You know, it, it just all came apart, man. We uh, Sean and Mickey and and you know, guys in our, those guys in our, within the organization um, did a good job of getting the right guys in, collectively putting those guys together to, to work together to to get to the common goal, which we ultimately did. And um, I, I I think that's what it was. It was just a collective, collectively the guys that that were able to to be brought together. You haven't, you haven't been with the Saints for a while, but I know you watch and you still live here and you, you pay attention to everything. From what you've seen and what you know of Coach Payton, do you think he will coach again? Uh, uh, my good feeling is, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just being honest. Um, I mean, he's such, so, so good at it, man. And, and, and you know, it's – you know, I, I mean, 16 years, his first coaching job was with the Saints and everything. And, you know, I I, I don't like to read into things and just let, let things happen and see see what happens from there. Whatever his decision is, he deserves to make those the right to make those decisions. So, you know, just I, I just wish him the best at whatever he does. I mean, as long as he's happy, man, I'm happy for him. Devery Henderson with us for a few more minutes. Devery watching the Saints this past year. You must have you must have swallowed hard watching that offense. It had to be tough to watch. They just weren't what we're used to seeing with the Saints. A lot of injuries, new quarterback, then injuries there. And then the wide receiver position, which really struggled overall this past year. Uh, how tough was it to watch? And, and what about this wide receiver position? Obviously, it needs to improve. And not having Michael Thomas certainly hurt. Yeah, yeah, it, it was uh, as far as the season, it, it was tough to watch. Um, I appreciated the fight that they that that they had in them, though they they never gave up. They kept fighting. Uh, the uh, overall, I mean, the wide receiver position—you you have guys that that 
shows the ability to step up and make plays. Um, I just think it wasn't enough of it, and um, I, I don't think it's a. Uh, I'm not saying it's, it's it's anything towards them or anything. Um, it, you know, it's just a situation thing. You know, everything's not clicking. You know, we got struggles. We have injuries. We battle with injuries all season. Um, uh, the quarterback position. You know the. <laughs> different faces at quarterback throughout the years. So, you know, I, I just think uh, it's, it's just work. Work needs to be done, and, you know, I, I got confidence that we'll get it right. I, I don't know who's going to be in the driver's seat this upcoming season. Hopefully hopefully we can get it back going, man. I hate, hate that this day had to come, but eventually it, it, it was going to come. So, you know, no Drew Brees, no, Drew Brees, no Sean, you know, that's – you know, we were spoiled for these last 16 years or so, you know. <laughs> you bet. A final thought, then we'll let you get away. Uh, as an LSU guy, watching Jamar Chase, watching Justin Jefferson uh, do what you did at your trade, uh, that's special. Those guys are special. And then watching Joe Burrow as well and what he's done in this short time. Pretty good stuff, right? Uh, it's, it's great, man. I actually, uh, um, where, where I live, um, Justin Jefferson grew up across the street from me. So I've been seeing him <laughs> grow and develop since a little young kid. And, um, I mean, it, 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 it doesn't surprise me with him. I saw the work he put in since a kid. Um, always was at it, always was active. But um, just seeing those guys do what they're doing on the next level, man, it's, just, it's great to see. Uh, I, I wish them all the best. I'm, I'm, I'm actually rooting for Joe Burrow in these playoffs <laughs> and uh, at Jamar. So, so hopefully, you know. They can do well enough and uh, send the Chiefs home this year. <laughs> there you go. Great guy, great player. Devery Henderson. Devery, thank you so much for the visit. And listen, we'll talk again soon. Anytime, man. Appreciate you having me. All right. That's Devery Henderson. And we'll take a brief time out. And when we continue in just a moment, we'll turn our attention to the LHSAA and a big vote that took place today here on 1061 FM Nash Icon and Nash FM 1061.com. Yes, Ms. Tubbs. Uh, no problem. I'll call someone about the plumbing. One of Beatrice's properties needs a new superintendent. Team is not someone with handyman superpowers and a concierge alter ego. Does anyone know any good electricians near Parkville? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. It's Macy's big home sale with an extra 20% off incredible deals when you use your coupon or Macy's card. Stock up on fresh sheets and bedding from Charter Club Damask Designs 40% off. Or shop specials like 40% off air fryers from Bella, Crux, and more. And the spacious five-piece Radley sectional for $21.99. Plus, Macy Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Sign up today at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Exergen wants you to know about an important study just released by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has known all along. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate, and they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy and labeling. With new strains of COVID on the rise, we can't afford to tolerate the rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. Want a deal you'll love on a Valentine's Day gift they'll love? Shop and save right now at Kohl's. 
Get 20% off Food Network Bakeware, up to 50% off festive pillows and decor, and sterling silver diamond pendants for just $69.99. On top of all that, you can get an extra 15% off and earn Kohl's cash. What are you waiting for? Get to Kohl's and celebrate the special moments for less. Select styles. 15% offer ends January 30th. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. At Progressive, we're making things even easier. We'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you could save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. This report is sponsored by Panera. Hold on to your mugs because Panera's Unlimited Sip Club is offering the unreal deal of unlimited coffee for only $8.99 a month. Sign up on the Panera app today to get your first month free. Panera, the familiar made fantastic. Availability and pricing may vary. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine and the newly relaunched WhereYouAt.com with your weekend picks for 1061 Nash Icon. This Saturday, head out to the fairgrounds for the exotic animal races. The fun starts at noon with zebras, camels, and much more. Or head to the convention center. It's the Oddities and Curiosities Expo featuring taxidermy, original artwork, and more. For more info on what to do this weekend, Log on to the newly relaunched WhereYat.com and click on the community calendar. And be sure to pick up the new issue of WhereYat Magazine in locations all over town. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access. Not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Welcome back to the show here on this Friday evening. Ken Trahan with you. And aside from all the Saints news and talk, today was a big day of the LHSAA. Convention in Baton Rouge. Many, many measures were on the table, but the most notable one was yet another effort to try to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. As you know, Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall. He had a great fall back in 2013 when a split occurred amongst LHSAA schools when it came to football. Subsequently, boys and girls basketball, softball, and baseball followed suit, and we've been operating that way in part or in all, since 2013. There's been efforts to put it back together, but all the king's horses and all the king's men could not put Humpty Dumpty together again. And that was the case again today, where the proposal put on the table by Bill Gallagher, the executive committee of the LHSAA, Principal and Brother Martin, failed in all four sports to be able to reunite in Class 5A. What would that have meant? It would have meant that Everybody in 5A would have been back together competing in football, in girls' basketball, in boys' basketball, in softball, and in baseball. It did not happen. The votes failed in every single sport. The closest one was basketball, which Mr. Gallagher said the vote went 34 to 30 against reuniting. He also added that football, softball, and baseball, the votes were not that close that the vote was against reuniting by a margin of 10 to 15 votes each in those respective sports. 
So yet another effort goes by the boards. This one simply required a 50% majority plus one. So everybody thought, or I said everybody, most people thought that it had a reasonable to good chance to pass. It did not. And again, we're talking about whether people are telling the truth when they tell you things or not. If you went by what some people were telling us, there was a real good chance this thing could pass in one, two, three, or all four sports. It never came close to happening. Because there is a disconnect between coaches, athletic directors, and principals. Some coaches would like to compete with each other and get back together. But their athletic directors in some cases, or in other cases, and more often their principals, or their school boards do not want that to occur. Therefore, the vote goes against such a measure, which was the case today. I call it liar's poker. You know liar's poker. You, you bluff somebody like you have the big hand, and then they find out you really don't have it. Well, that's kind of what this was like. We were bluffed a bit about a big hand of votes that might come through to make this thing pass, but in the final analysis, that hand was empty. Didn't even have a pair, much less tree of a kind or a flush or a straight or a royal flush, a four of a kind. Forget about it. This was crickets. This particular card game was a bust. So as a result, we remain split across the board in those four sports. Football, baseball, softball, boys and girls basketball, which is actually five sports in all. So again, when you think about it, you understand that we're now nine years down the road from what transpired in 2013 when the split occurred in Louisiana athletics, when a vote took place to split in football and then subsequently in the other sports that came along after that. Ironically, you're not split in several sports like volleyball, boys and girls soccer, wrestling, bowling, tennis, golf. Why is that, I wonder? In particular, since private schools dominate those sports. I wonder why that is. Because private schools did not dominate football championships when everyone was together. Private schools did not dominate basketball championships when both sides were together. Private schools did not dominate baseball when both sides were together. Or softball. But those are the sports you're split in. The others, so-called Olympic sports, dominated by private schools. And oh, by the way, they compete together. Why is that? Well, maybe because there's not much of an emphasis on those sports and they're not looked at as prominently as others by those voting for a split. Maybe, just maybe, it's because in some of those sports, some of the aforementioned public schools don't compete. Therefore, they have no skin in the game and don't really care. Or because in those particular sports, perhaps public schools feel like they need private schools to be able to have competition, to fill out schedules, and to be able to play the sport themselves. I think all those things are probably applicable to some degree. And as I've said a thousand times, and I'll say it again, 1001, I went to private school. I value my education, deeply appreciated it, and feel like whatever I've become, I owe a large part of that to the education I received. That doesn't mean I'm prejudiced to private schools. To the contrary, I am absolutely positively for all schools and for education as a whole. And not 
All people and a lot of people cannot afford to go to private school. And by the way, there are some really good public schools now in our midst. And I don't mind naming schools like Ben Franklin or schools like Thomas Jefferson or Haynes Academy or Warren Easton or Edna Carr or Lusher Charter or Kenner Discovery. I don't mind naming some, or Patrick Taylor. I don't mind naming those schools, and there are others, but they're excellent. And they've created an opportunity for parents to send children to public schools and feel good about it, about the educational process. And that's not to say that the others don't have an education to offer. They do. The issue is the environment that exists in some of said institutions where the learning environment is not maybe as conducive to success or learning as it is in others. And that's not a criticism. It's a statement of fact without naming names. Bottom line is this. There is a genuine place in my heart, and there's a genuine place, period, in the community for public and private schools. And the choice is up to the student and the parent. The question is always about recruiting. The bigger question is always about money. How much are you paying to go to the private school? If the tuition break is too steep, then there is a problem. And the problem thus creates the schism which we see existing today. If the tuition break is not as steep, I'm all for financial aid. Why shouldn't a parent or a student have the opportunity to go to a private school if they want to, if they can get some degree of financial aid? And I stress some. Therein lies the problem. I think you have to put a cap on that amount of financial aid. And if you did that, I think you would solve a lot of the problems that exist. But again, that's been my position for a long time now. Where do we go from here? Well, the answer is, don't ask me. And I mean that. My friend Ed Daniels, and we'll discuss it on the Three Tailgater Show tomorrow morning, has maintained that Humpty Dumpty's never getting back up on that wall. It's broken, it's not going to be fixed, and we're split for good. And he may be right. Ryan Gallagher said he's going to try again. They're going to keep trying. But Eddie Bonine, the executive director, who's tried several times to get it back together, made the statement that he thinks it's dead. And that is the boss. He runs the organization. And he answers to the principals who make the decisions. And I can't possibly sit there and listen to what he said and not put some credence into what he said. I think there's legitimacy to it. I understand exactly where he's coming from and why he feels the way he feels. And he may be right. And we look at this situation going forward and you would hope that trust could be built, that understanding could exist, and that people could try to find solutions rather than telling kids they can't compete with each other. Because the LHSAA polled student-athletes a couple of years ago about whether they would prefer to be split or to be together, and the overwhelming response of the youngsters was that they wanted to be together. And this organization is supposed to be all about the kids. Is it? Really? The question has to be asked. The will of those student-athletes obviously isn't being honored by the decision of the adults that are in charge of these schools. And in the vote today, it was either a principal or an athletic director. If a principal couldn't attend, an athletic director was allowed to attend and vote for that particular institution. So that's what happened today, voted down, were the proposals, and all of those sports to reunite. And that was 5A. If it had passed, it would have sent shockwaves throughout the entire Louisiana sports 
community and high school, and it would have probably caused a domino effect where 4A would have come up next and down the line. 1A was supposed to vote on a proposal to get back together today, but that proposal was pulled before it got to a vote. You can understand why, because they knew that the sentiment was there not to do so. So that did not occur. And of course, we find ourselves now at loggerheads once more. And again, there are people listening to this show that are public school people that absolutely are for the split, and I have no problem with your position whatsoever, providing you're respectful and amicable. And for those private school people that are against the split, I certainly respect and understand that. I happen to agree with you, but I also think that you have to be respectful and amicable and have to try to open your minds to understand why the other side feels the way they do. I've done nothing but try to do that for the past several years. And I respect opinions that I hear and why they're voiced and why they feel the way they do. At the end of the day, I still feel that it is a better organization if, in fact, you are back together competing across the board in all sports. I will listen to reason. I will listen to others. I will debate others. I'm never going to say never in terms of opening my mind and thought process to changing my mind, but I don't see that happening. I've always felt that the organization should be united and that position has not changed. Unfortunately, for people who think like I do, think again because that's not going to happen anytime soon if it ever occurs. And that, to me, is not only disappointing, it's virtually tragic for these young people who have no idea what it's like to compete for a real championship as those did prior to 2013. Because in my mind, in those sports, there are no real championships. Just trophies are given for those who end up winning in the so-called title game. We'll take a brief time out here. Ken Trahan with you all access on a Friday night. And we'll be back with some final words when we continue following this time out here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and on the web at NashFM1061.com. I want a new laptop for the new year, but I'm working with last year's budget. It's possible at Staples. How about a PC that can manage my workload at a price I can manage? Also possible. Your local Staples has the innovative tech and tools you need to take on the future of work. This week, get the Lenovo IdeaPad 5i with Intel i5 processor for just $549.99. You save $180. Explore what's new at Staples. The working and learning store ends 129.22. Limit two, in-store only. I love my hardwood floors, but I wasn't sure how to take care of them. Carrying around a bucket was such a hassle. And even worse, my string mop left streaks and haze behind. Then I found Swiffer WetJet Wood, the all-in-one tool made specially for wood floors. Its microfiber-like pad is soft, and it sprays a light mist solution that dries fast. With Swiffer WetJet Wood, it's easy to keep up with the mess on my wood floors. <sighs> even that mess. Swiffer WetJet Wood, proud member of the National Wood Floor Association. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. 
Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Message data rates may apply. Men over 40, is your body feeling soft and not as lean? Are you losing your energy, drive, or even your passion? If so, you could be feeling the loss of growth hormone. The reality is, as early as 25, your natural production of GH begins to significantly slow down, which means you start slowing down. Well, listen to this. New GH Boost from Nugenics is the world's first and only non-prescription supplement that safely supercharges your body's GH production at night when it naturally occurs. Clinical studies show the ingredients in GH Boost can increase your body's own GH levels by more than 100% in just the first 90 minutes. And right now, Nugenics is letting every man in America try a complimentary two-week sample by texting BOSS to 321321 now. Get GH Boost and get your swagger back at the gym and in the bedroom. It's killing at GNC, but you can only get your sample by texting BOSS to 321321. That's B-O-S-S to 321321. Text BOSS to 321321. Being in debt can be scary. And in the last few years, many Americans who were already in debt have been hit even harder. But there is a solution. National Debt Relief can help you pay off your debt and take back control of your finances faster than you ever thought possible. If you have $10,000 or more in unsecured debt, like credit cards and personal loans, call National Debt Relief at 800-431-0146 for your free, no-obligation debt relief consultation. They do all the work for you. Their team of specialists will negotiate directly with your creditors to significantly reduce the amount you owe and help you become debt-free in as little as 24 to 48 months. National Debt Relief is A-rated with the Better Business Bureau and has more than 80,000 five-star reviews. Call 800-431-0146 today and let us help you get your life back. Call 800-431-0146. That's 800-431-0146. 800-431-0146. 800-431-0146. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have constructive dialogue on all access with Ken Trahan on 1061 FM NASH Icon at NASHFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. Our final segment begins here on a Friday night. On all access, the New Orleans Pelicans are back in action tonight at home against the Denver Nuggets at Smoothie King Center. It's the first of a back-to-back with the Boston Celtics coming in tomorrow night. And then the schedule continues to be difficult because then after one day's rest, you've got another back-to-back, this time at Cleveland against one of the good stories and most improved teams in the league, the Cavaliers, followed by on Tuesday night against one of the lower teams in the league at Detroit against the Pistons. So, Looking at the grand scheme of things, of course, injuries play a big part of this. And and what happens with Brandon Ingram on a long-term basis is obviously a concern. You had a, a post earlier this week from Zion Williamson, which some people perceive to be one that might indicate he might play again sometime in the near future. Well, again, don't get too excited about that. Don't put too much stock into that. Let us all hope that's the case. But again, you cannot trust that to be true. The New Orleans Pelicans, currently 11th, in the Western Conference, need to get the chance to be in the play-in spot, currently 
only a game and a half out there because the Blazers have lost two straight. And so they're only a game and a half ahead of New Orleans for the 10th and final play-in spot. You draw a line of that nine spot, the Lakers getting Anthony Davis back should propel them. But they're still five games clear of the Pelicans and Minnesota, and the Clippers are five and a half games clear. So to get to that level is possible since the Pelicans have played just 47 games, but it's not probable in the long term. So the clear focus is Portland and whether or not you can get to that 10th spot because obviously that is a Portland team that isn't all that good, a Portland team that isn't all that motivated, and a Portland team that you would like to think you have the players to be able to match and have a chance to compete against. 